Welcome to Living With, a podcast by Health Union that explores what it's like to live with a chronic health condition. Health Union integrates the power of human connection and technology, uniting people in the shared experiences of life with chronic health conditions. I'm Emily Downward. Megan Barlow lives with cystic fibrosis, a genetically inherited disease that affects more than 30,000 people in the U.S. CF is usually diagnosed soon after birth, although some cases can be diagnosed later in life. Megan was diagnosed at age 5, when her parents and doctor noticed she was underweight and having digestive issues. I think I was very tiny, starting to have a lot of stomach aches and having a lot more digestive issues than anything else at that time. Yeah, that kind of goes to one of my questions I was going to ask you. Many people know that CF can affect a person's lungs, but how else does it affect the body? To be honest, I am 28 years old and I'm still finding out new ways that it affects the body, but it definitely affects more than most people know it affects the lungs obviously but then also sinuses Um, i've been going to an ent since i could remember because we get sinus infections and sinus polyps that sometimes lead to surgery it affects digestion Um, i can't digest um, fat and protein so it often leads to malabsorption and a lot of people with cf for that reason are very tiny and have trouble gaining weight. Um, It also leads to dehydration because of the loss of salt. You know, the fact that a sweat test and and the salt chloride on your skin is kind of one of the first tests that they do. It makes sense that also dehydration is an issue for me personally. They don't have a, they don't have a huge connection with it yet, but they're starting to look into it now. Um, I've had colon polyps as well that they're now thinking are potentially related to CF. Um, It's just something that previously people weren't living long enough for them to test. I just happen to have signs of it. So I've been getting colonoscopies since I was 13. You know, so it just, it affects really a lot. It affects reproductive for men and women. So it really does take a toll on the entire body, but like you said, people most importantly know about the lungs because that tends to be the most fatal part of CF. So I read that you shared when you were born, the life expectancy of someone with cystic fibrosis was 18, and now the life expectancy is 39. Yes. That is significant and positive, but it's still far shorter than the average life expectancy. How does that impact your perspective and your behavior? Um, I try to not let it impact too much. I really try not to think about that number because again, it it is an average. And I like to think of myself as an individual. And I think that's very true for a lot of cases of CF is that it is so different for every single person. And there's people who from birth have been in the hospital multiple, multiple times. Whereas I luckily have been fortunate enough that I didn't have to go into the hospital until the first time when I was 26. So I've never really thought of myself as the average CF person. So I really try not to think about that number 
um, because, you know, it really is something you take one day at a time, one year at a time, and one medical decision at a time. It's, it's not anything that's worth stressing over. It's just, you know, it's a fact, but I like to think that I'm going to beat that anyway. How is your daily life impacted by CF? My daily life overall, I think is most affected by CF by the amount of treatment times that are involved with staying healthy. Um, On a normal day, I'll do an hour to an hour and a half on my vest, which shakes and loosens um, the mucus in my lungs. I will also on a normal day do three to five nebulizers. I maintain a pretty healthy exercise routine to, you know, again, just help my lungs work better. I have to, you know, maintain a good diet to make sure that I'm not losing weight. Um, But I try not to let it hold me back from anything. Um, While it does affect a lot, but I've had, I went away to college. I've had a full-time job since I've graduated. I only this summer started working from home, but that's just because it was the way that the job worked out. I wasn't necessarily looking for that, but I try not to let it keep me from doing anything that I feel like I would like to do, but it's definitely something I need to take into consideration whenever traveling or going somewhere. You know, I can't really just pick up and go very easily without any kind of notice or spontaneously because there is a lot that has to come with that between medications and figuring out the logistics and you know I need travel letters for flying to be able to bring medical equipment Um, so it really is something that needs a little more planning than um, if I was a healthy person. As part of a fundraising effort for the CF Foundation Megan and her mom made bracelets, and Megan found the process of creating them was something she really enjoyed, and she started incorporating the craft into her daily treatment time. Um, I would do it when I was on my vest to entertain myself, and I started making breathe bracelets, and then all of my friends started asking for them. So I was making them for them. And then more and more people just kept finding out about it. So I started doing it again. I just kept doing it on my treatments and donating the money to the CF foundation. I was, you know, it's an hour or more a day that I would spend on my vest and kind of lose that time. And it kind of gave it a purpose that it didn't have before. And I definitely raised a lot more money than I ever would have expected over the past four years from it. That's fantastic. So today, as we're recording this, the world is changing rapidly with the pandemic of coronavirus. How are you dealing with this stress and anxiety? I have been dealing with it pretty well. I think having CF in a way has prepared me for this more than some others. Um, A lot of the precautions that are being taken are precautions that I always have to take. I mean, I think about it every winter with flu season to avoid anybody who seems sick, you know, try to 
be careful when traveling or in big groups in public. I always travel with plenty of hand sanitizer and, um, you know, we maintain a distance. CF in general has social distancing in the disease alone. Um, we all have to be at least six feet from each other. So that part of it, to be honest, isn't that scary to me. It's just kind of adjusting to having to stay in, um, you know, again, it was easier for me because I already work from home. So that was kind of a normal thing. So I, you know, but I had to stop going to the gym. I was supposed to go on vacation next week and we've had to postpone a vacation. Um, so things like that are definitely um, an adjustment, you know, figuring out how to work out at home and stay healthy. But I've been lucky, you know, my boyfriend is able to kind of make some of those runs out in public into the grocery store to kind of help me avoid those areas at the time. But overall, I'm just ready for it to be done. You know, I'm not panicking. I'm just ready to go outside and see people again. Yeah, I think we all are. You've led a very active life and written for cysticfibrosis.com about how you feel exercises as important as other treatment for CF. How has exercise helped you and what kind of exercise have you found is best? Yeah, exercise has been a huge part of quote unquote my treatment regimen since I can remember. Um, my first pediatric CF doctor when I was first diagnosed encouraged my parents to get me into sports right away. So I don't remember a time before being involved in sports, which just made me enjoy exercise. Um, you know, I played, I've played pretty much every sport there is to do over um, my years. And, you know, I played diff five different sports in high school. So I was playing sports every season, which was just getting me, you know, I was used to doing it and I enjoyed it. It gave me, you know, time with friends and didn't, feel like something I had to do to keep myself healthy because I did enjoy it. Um, in college was really the first time I had to kind of create my own routine and I, I started running and I joined the ultimate Frisbee team, which a lot of people don't know, but involves a lot of running, um, which I still do today. But it has been something that I enjoy and it's definitely the best part of it. it kept me in good shape. You know, it keeps me active. I really do enjoy it. Um, and I've said since I was younger that I feel better if I go for a run, if I just went for a run for a day and didn't do my best, I feel better doing that than if I just did my best. Mm. I was always very good about doing my treatment, so I still always did both. I didn't really like to take chances with that, but I noticed more of a difference if I don't exercise for a few days than if I miss a vest or two. You know, I, I really do think it's helped me. Um, that being said, now that I have started Trikafta and I have been on that for almost a month, I don't really get up a lot of mucus at all anyway. So I've experimented only a little bit, but with, if there are days where I'm going to get a lot of exercise, say I'm going snowboarding and I'm going to be active for the entire day, 
Um, sometimes I'll skip the vest in the morning or things like that. Um, but I just, I love it. It gives me a chance to be social and also keep myself healthy. Yeah, you mentioned Trikafta, and I was going to ask you about that because I've been following you on Instagram at Salty CF Artisan, and you've been posting about your new treatment. What is the significance of Trikafta for people living with CF? Trikafta is a game changer. I will tell you that. Um, I have the most common mutation of CF, which is Delta F508. So this there's been a couple modulators that my mutation has been able to take. I had heard that there was a much bigger lung function increase that people saw, but I didn't want to get my hopes up. But people didn't talk about anything but the lung function increase. And to me, that's been the least important part of my experience with Trikafta. I've probably gotten about... 5% lung function increase, which is great. Um, and I, again, didn't get my hopes up, so I'm happy with that. But I've completely stopped coughing, which also means I stopped coughing up blood. I stopped um, getting up pretty much any mucus at all. I've been able to gain about eight to 10 pounds, which hopefully is muscle, but still I had been at my lowest weight since I could remember this past May. So putting that weight back on just, you know, was a great boost that I needed. You know, I can laugh without coughing. I can go a day or two without my vest if I have to travel for work and I don't feel worse. I truly, I heard people online say it before I got on, but that they, didn't feel like they had CF anymore and they didn't feel like they needed to do their treatments anymore. And I did not believe them until I experienced it for myself. Um, and the really amazing part of it is this is the first modulator that um, it works for people who only have one copy of the Delta F508 instead of two. So it works for 90% of people with CF. Wow. So there's still there's still 10% of people that don't have a modulator, but this was such a big jump. Um, previous ones had, there was one rare mutation that the first one worked for, but then the next couple, you had to have two copies of that gene. So this really was a big change and covered such a huge amount of CF patients. You know, there's people who were at 50% lung function, who've gained 10, 20, 30% lung function. Wow. Just can't compare to anything. I, and I didn't expect it. I really didn't. And I really think people need to talk about more than just the lung function increase with this. I know that's how they base their tests and get things approved with the FDA, but to me, it really is about so, so much more than that, because my quality of life has gone through the roof, and I can't imagine what's coming if we've already got this far 
in so in not a lot of years of had having modulators. It really has only been maybe 10 years or so since they started looking at these. So it's it's crazy to me. That's fantastic. I I did read on on Instagram how you said you've experienced what you said like the first time you had a laughing fit that didn't end in a coughing fit. And I just could imagine like it, before you might have held back laughing, right? Because you know it's going to end in coughing. So this gives you freedom to really enjoy things like that. Yeah, it it was amazing the first time I noticed it because like you said, I don't know if I knew I was doing it, but I definitely was stifling my laughter because I knew that's how it would always end. And it was just easier to try to control the laughing than control the coughing. Yeah. Well, I hope the the quality of life improvements continue for you. Me too. (laughs) What do you wish other people knew about cystic fibrosis? There's a lot of things I wish people knew. Um, But I really think it's something that I just wish people were a little more open-minded about it. Um, People make, people either are very ignorant a lot of the times and have like no idea what it is or what's involved or any compassion when you try to explain it. Um, You know, I've had experiences where in the gym, I used to cough a lot, you know, running would make me cough, working out would make me cough, but I wasn't contagious. But I'd had people approach me in the gym and tell me I was so inconsiderate for coming to the gym with a cough like that. And even if once I explained, you know, I have cystic fibrosis and it's not contagious and being in the gym is what keeps me healthy and out of the hospital, that they would still turn around and be like, well, you clearly don't care about anybody but yourself. So there's people like that in the world that I wish just would be a little more open-minded about it. Um, A lot of people are really good um, and, and willing to listen, but... There's people who assume it's like asthma. There's people who assume there's things we can't do or don't realize there's, you know, there are, or assume we can do things with little to no notice. But I really just wish people knew, you know, the amount of time and effort that people with CF have to put in to just keep themselves healthy for a little while. I think unless you're around it all the time and you are a roommate to someone with CF or live with someone with CF, it's just, you just don't know. And there's only so much time for me to explain it to people. Um, You know, I'll give them the basics, but people just don't know how much is involved. And I I wish sometimes that they would be a little more open about it. People often assume it's just like asthma is what I get a lot, which I also have asthma on top of it, but I guess it's a very basic way to explain the comparison. And sometimes I'll just be like, yeah, to, and, and, and stop there when I know that people kind of are not willing to hear more about it, but 
Um, I do really wish people saw how many hours of every day went into just keeping people healthy. Why do you think it's important for people living with CF to have an online community like cysticfibrosis.com? I think it's so important. I mean, before the movie Five Feet Apart came out last year, I think most people didn't realize people with CF couldn't be around each other. You know, we could pass infections and bacteria to each other that are dangerous. You know, it could, it, that could lead to hospitalizations and, and getting really sick. So we can't be around each other um, in person. So that online community is really all we have to be close and to connect with the other people that are going through what we're going through, who understand it. Um, and to me, it's been eye-opening to see other people's story with CF. I said earlier that every person is so different with CF and there are days that I like to live in my own little bubble of my CF world. Because as I said, I mean, I've been very fortunate um, with CF and have stayed pretty healthy. And it opened my eyes up to other people's stories with CF. You know, hearing about transplants and diabetes and people passing away and, and just other people's experience, you know, maybe some treatment things that work for them. You know, there's good and bad in it. There are times that I need to step away from the online community. If, you know, someone who you've gotten close to online, you know, passes away and everybody's talking about it in the community because it's not a big community. Sometimes I need to bring myself back into that little bubble, but Overall, it's been such a positive experience. I've made friends who I talk to every day online. I've seen amazing positive stories that other people are doing between exercise and, and motivating people and fundraising and awareness and seeing what other people are doing to really help our whole community has been such a positive experience online. And I also think that's why sites like cysticfibrosis.com are so important because a lot of the connection is more social media based, which sometimes can kind of skew reality. That's, you know, the nature of social media and how people post. But I think having those testimonials and FAQs and, and tips all in an online portal, but still coming from people who have CF or are caregiver for CF. It's just so important to just still make those connections, however people feel comfortable doing it. Well, it has been such a delight to talk to you. And we are so grateful that you're a part of our cysticfibrosis.com community. Thank you, Megan. Thank you.
of Megan's story and join the conversation at cystic-fibrosis.com. You can also find Megan on Instagram at saltycfartisan. To find additional communities providing information, validation, and connection for people living with chronic conditions, visit health-union.com. Thank you for listening to Living With. I'm Emily Downward.